Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 29 of our podcast that was originally recorded on June 16th of 2014. Some of the news stories I discussed, well, E3 was this week, so I basically did a recap of the Microsoft press conference, the Sony press conference, and basically what Nintendo did, which was kind of a press conference, but was pre-recorded, I guess you could say. Um, I talk about some layoffs that hit game trailers the day after E3, talk about a game called D4, some of what I played for the week was Watch Dogs, Hearthstone, Desktop Dungeons, a little bit of Hotline Miami, and of course I hit on some of the games I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Good evening gamers, welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode 29. Um, send us some emails, um, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And check out our Twitch channel, which is at twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Um, most of what we're going to be discussing this week is going to be E3, which just ended this past week. And there are a hell of a lot of things to talk about. Um, I watched pretty. I watched all of the the big talks from the big companies. Um, I've tried to catch most of the stuff. I've read a bunch of different articles, um, watched a bunch of different demos, and um, playthroughs of things that were being played. Um, some th- the way I'm going to kind of go about this right now today is going to do a recap of some of the press conferences. We're just going to start with Microsoft. Even though I talked about Microsoft last week, um, we're going to we're going to touch on that a little bit. Then we're going to jump to Sony and Nintendo, and then I got a couple of news stories, and then we'll talk about what I'm playing now and what I want to play, which are a couple of things from um, E3. So let's get into the Microsoft one. I basically watched the press conferences, took down some notes, just wrote down some of the games that they discussed. So we're probably just going to go through some quick highlight points here um, through the Microsoft one. Um, I talked, like I said, I talked some about um, the Microsoft press conference last week. I thought they did a pretty good job. They showed a ton of games this year, um, as opposed to last year where they were um, pretty much touting um, both Sony and Microsoft were talking about all the new hardware that they had coming out. Um, but this year, pretty much Microsoft concentrated on nothing but games. And they were um, they basically were able to do that because weeks before E3, they had a ton of announcements, uh, which we discussed last week. So we're not going to go into that. So let's go into the games, um, since that's basically what we're here for. We're here to play games, and we're here to talk about games. And that's pretty much what Microsoft gave us. So it looks like they started off with um, their Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Um, one of the things that uh, Microsoft was able to tout for that one is Xbox owners are going to get all the DLC first. They jumped over to Forza Horizon 2, um, which looks like a pretty good racing game. Um, AC Unity, Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, the four-player co-op in this looks very interesting and intriguing. Um, some of the videos that they showed and some of the gameplay that they showed was um, interesting the way they had uh, the four players going into um, different... In, into different locations and then working together to to um, work through um, different different things. So that one looked pretty good. Dragon Age Inquisition. One of the things I noticed about that game was the combat looks pretty actiony um, as opposed to some of the earlier Dragon Age games. I did not play Dragon Age two, but I did play the first Dragon Age and thought it was pretty good. Um, from what it looked seemed like to me, this this the combat in that one 
looked looked a lot more actiony. So we're gonna have to see how that one comes out. Um, Sunset Overdrive was one of the other games that they showed off, and I've seen this one a couple other times. I think they showed it last year at E3. Um, and this game for me keeps kind of going on and off my radar. So when I first saw it, I thought it looked pretty cool. Then when I read about it a little more. Um, in the past couple of months, I was like, eh, this doesn't sound too hot. But then when I saw D3, it, it kind of got back on my radar, and it actually looks pretty good. So we're going to have to wait and see how that one actually comes out, because that one I'm kind of on the wall about, on the fence about, so I'm not really too sure how that one's going to turn out. Um, Fable Legends was the next thing that they talked about. Um, at first, it kind of really didn't look too interesting. It just looked like... Um, so a little bit like Fable, but then when they went into the mode where we can refer to it as maybe like the Dungeon Master mode is what I've seen some people refer to it as, where you can have one player player play as the villain, and they can spawn basically different monsters and traps um, and kind of go against the, the players. That kind of looks interesting, and that kind of looks pretty cool. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they actually bring that um, into the game and how that how what different things you can do. Um, but that, that could be kind of neat. And it's the, I didn't find out if there's only one player that can be the villain or if there could be multiple players. That would be kind of cool if you can maybe have multiple villains and multiple player characters trying to go through an area. Um, and the, the, the villains have to work together and the players have to work together. I don't think that's how it's going to be. I think it's just going to be one, one player can play as the villain, but hey, we'll have to see what happens when the game comes out. Um, Project Spark was one of the next things. This game, this seems to be their building game. I, from what I've read about it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Minecraft, it seems. Um, I've been meaning to download this one and play around with it a little bit. The other big one for all the Halo fans out there, uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection. Halo 1 through 4 is going to be remastered for the Xbox One. Uh, it sounds like they're even adding in some new endings for possibly Halo 2 and some of the other ones um, and fixing some things up. Um, so for all you Halo fans out there, you're going to get your Halo on Xbox One. You don't have to wait for Halo 5 to come out. Um, there's a new Tomb Raider um, that was announced called Rise of the Tomb Raider. This one looked rather interesting. It started off with Lara Croft sitting there talking to a shrink, it looked like, and she was in therapy, and um, the graphics, of course, look amazing. Uh, the last game looked amazing, so this one, of course, is going to be completely over the top. Um, Witcher 3, uh, they, sh they showed this one quite a bit. I will probably play this on PC. Um, I'm I'm sure it's going to look really good on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, combat and everything in this game looked really good. The graphics look completely amazing. Um, when this comes out, I'm hoping that um, NVIDIA will have announced their 800 series of video cards because I have a feeling from what I know about Project, the, the developer that's making this game, um, I think it's Project Red, um, they actually push hardware to the next level so i have a feeling that this game well if i want to play it on the pc i will probably it will probably devour my current video card um so we'll have to see about that one but i'm really looking forward to that i think during the next steam sale i may pick up on um, witcher one and two um, when those go on sale maybe during the next steam sale because i don't have either of those and maybe i'll try to play those before witcher three comes out and i think i have a little bit of time but we all know how my back catalog of games goes if you follow the show at all um phantom dust was the next one that they announced the next game um, this was originally released on the original Xbox. I guess you could say the true Xbox One, if you want to call it that. Um, but I guess it's like a card-type game. I don't really know too much about it. I never played it on the original Xbox. It sounds like something I may have liked. It sounds like it's really a niche-type niche product um, and something that would be completely off the wall, which is 
I do kind of like those games. So, um, considering I still have my original Xbox hooked up um, in my bedroom to my old TV, maybe I'll try to pick a copy of that and see what it's like before this new one gets released. Um, the next game was an Xbox One exclusive. I think I talked about this one a little bit. This was probably my game for the Xbox One from the Microsoft um, conference. It was called Scalebound. Um, this game looks outstanding. Um, it appears you're going to be playing, I want to say it was third person. I can't remember if it's third or first person. I want to say it was third person. And from what it seems like, there are dra- a lot of dragons in the game. And one of the abilities, I think, like I mentioned last week, was I believe the guy touched his dragon and his whole body turned into sca- dragon scales. Um, which looks like it could be a really, really cool mechanic. So, And then they ended the show with uh, Crackdown 3, which um, is a good game. That one, that one looks pretty cool. I played the original Crackdown with my brother. Um, we played it. We played the whole thing co-op. It was it was a really cool game. Um, neither of us played the second one. I heard the second one wasn't wasn't as hot as the as the first one was. Um, so this third one actually does look like it's like it's pretty good and should be and should be a pretty good um, title for them. That's another going to be another Xbox One exclusive. So those are some of the highlights from the Microsoft conference. So now we're going to jump over to Sony's. Sony's press conference was a little more standard fare, whereas Microsoft, since they had um, announced so much of their hardware and so much of the other um, news for their console before the show, um, and they could just concentrate on games. Microsoft just went game, 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 game. That was pretty much the way the way their conference flowed. Sony, on the other hand, um, their conference tends to be a little longer, and it was. Um, and they also talked about... Um, things like the the Vita TV, which is one of the things I'll mention, and actual numbers, whereas Microsoft kind of skipped all that and just went straight for games. Um, so I'm kind of just going to concentrate on the games. I don't really, not really interested as far as sales figures and a lot of the other stuff that they're going to be doing. Um, I just wanted to talk about some of the games. So they opened up with Battlefield Hardline, um, which I guess the beta is out now. Uh, they also talked about Destiny, and from what I've seen about Destiny and heard about Destiny, um, everybody I follow on Twitter this weekend that was in the Destiny beta appears to really be liking it. I was kind of a little jealous that I didn't even really try to get um, an alpha code for this because it was a, they had an alpha weekend at Towns Hike, um, and everybody pretty much says it's a really cool game. It sounds like it's a mixture of a couple of different things. Some people are liking it, likening it to um, Borderlands and like an MMO. Um, so I'll have to get my hands on this and maybe try to play it a little bit. It sounds interesting. Um, but like I said, my Twitter feed, anybody that had, that was playing the alpha this weekend just was saying really good things about it. And Sony's getting behind it because they're also releasing a bundle, which is going to be a white PS4 with a white controller, um, with Destiny included in it. Uh, so that will be rather interesting. That looked kind of cool. Um... I'll stick with my black PS4 for now. That will be fine. I don't need another white one. So, um, but it seems like this that that game is going to be really addictive, especially if it has MMO qualities to it. So, we're gonna have to watch out for that one. Uh, they talked more about the Order 1886. This is a game I've said since I've seen the first trailer months ago. Um, I th- this is completely on my radar. This game looks amazing. I can't wait to play this. The graphics in this game just look completely amazing. Uh, it's a PS4 exclusive title. So I, I can't wait to get my hands on that one. Um, Infamous Second Son. Uh, I guess they're doing some standalone DLC, which it sounds like you can actually play this DLC with actually out-owning 
the original infamous Second Son game. So it's basically like a standalone DLC, which is kind of interesting. Um, I'm sure the people who who enjoyed that game will be checking that out. Um, then they jumped over to Little Big Planet Three. I played the first two of those. They're fun little games, quirky little games. Um, the multiplayer is going to be interesting in this one because they have new characters. I guess they introduced Oddsock, Toggle, and Swoop were some of the characters, and it seems like the different characters that they um, are adding into the game are going to have different mechanics to them. Um, like Swoop will fly, Oddsock can do some different things. I think he can grow and shrink, I think is from what I remember, and Toggle can do some different things. I can't remember what they all did. Um, but they, it, it looked pretty cool. Um, the little little the little big planet planet games are kind of neat and interesting, um, and fun to mess around with. Uh, the next game is probably going to be one of my top Sony games um, that I'm really looking forward to, besides um, the Order 1886, and that was what was known as Project Beast. Uh, it's now called Bloodborne. Um, the graphics for this game just look it's complete eye candy is all I could say about this one. This is from the makers of From Software. Um, if you're not familiar with them, we will just say the names of some other games that they've produced. Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, and um, probably throwing your controller against the wall and breaking the fucking thing. Um, this game looks completely and just utterly amazing. Um, it looks like it's going to follow completely in the lines of of like um, Dark Souls. Even some of the transitions where you're going from environment to environment or from location to location, it looks like you're going through kind of like that fog that they have um, in both Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Um, and I'm, I'm just really looking forward to this. I have a feeling that um, this will be a very difficult game, a very tough game. Um, and from what I've heard, there's not going to be an easy mode in it. So, uh, get ready to maybe be purchasing extra PlayStation 4 controllers. Um, because this one, this game may make you go through some controllers. Um, next game that they discussed was Far Cry 4. They had a nice big game session for this, and it looks pretty cool. Um, I guess there's going to be a multiplayer aspect to it. Uh, from one of the podcasts I was listening to, uh, it seems like you're going to get 10 codes when you get the game, and you can share these codes with your friend. They'll be able to download a chunk of the game, and you'll be able to play through that chunk of the game together in co-op, which sounds pretty cool, especially if they don't even have to buy it. Um, I don't know how long that's going to be. I don't think I remember hearing anything about that. Uh, the graphics in this game are definitely just over the top and, and really good. Um, and, and some of the combat, some of the things that they showed in the game where you're using the environment like um, different animals, like an elephant, to go into this compound and just start destroying and killing your enemies looked really, <laughs> looked really fucked up. Um, it was, it was kind of crazy. Uh, but that one, I have a feeling that one's going to be really popular for Sony as well. Um, Dead, Dead Island 2 is coming to the PS4. And it seems like Sony has an exclusive class um, on the PS4. Um, Disney Infinity 2. Um, Sony's getting the Hulk figure as an exclusive to that. That should be pretty cool. Um, and then Sony kind of came out of left field and started hinting about a couple other games. And before we know it, Grim Fandango was announced. And for those that don't know, that's an older PC game. I believe from the early to mid-90s is when that one came out. Um, I actually never played it on the PC. I'm really stoked that it came back. Um, it's a game that I've always wanted to play. Uh, so that one should be pretty cool. It's coming to PS4 and Vita. And I'll definitely be picking that one up when that one comes out. 
Um, there were a bunch of indie titles that they went on to discuss. I'm not going to touch on all of them here because I don't want this podcast to be an hour long. Um, so we're just going to say a bunch of indie titles coming to the PS4. Um, there was another title that they talked about, Let It Die from Suda51, which looked really good. And then a game we talked about um, that we that I think I first saw back during the Video Game Awards, the VGA Awards, and that were back on Spike um, back um, towards the beginning of the year, I think it was, um, and that was No Man's Sky. Um, it's from a little indie developer. I think there's only about, I think I said it in one of the podcasts I was listening to, there was like 10 people on their team, so it's definitely a smaller team. Kind of still have no freaking clue what you're going to be doing in this game besides exploring and fighting some monsters. Um, but the procedurally generated stuff that this game is going to be doing and the depth and breadth and the scope of this game for this small of a team just seems completely crazy. Um, if, if they can pull this off and this game is actually good and actually has some good mechanics and some depth to it, um, this could easily be the game of the year when it comes out. Uh, because the... Every every website, all the gaming publications um, had these guys on. Everybody's talking about this game, and for for just being a small indie developer, these guys can definitely knock it out of the park with this game. Uh, so I really hope that this game lives up to all the hype that it has, um, because we all know sometimes how hype can just kill a game. Um, but it's from from what I've seen, every time I see this game, it just looks like it's just getting better and better. So. Kudos to the guys over at Hello Games. That's who's that's the developer on that. And just keep up the good work and just get the damn game out in our hands already so we can play this fucking thing. Um, one of the next things they showed there were a bunch of free-to-play games. I think they said there's like 25 free-to-play games coming on the PS4. Um, PlayStation Now is going to be going into open beta on July 31st, which should be pretty cool. Um, they announced the PlayStation TV for $99. Um I still haven't heard anything about the 64 gig memory card coming to the U.S. for the Vita, though. Uh, and you think that that would be something they, they would have announced with the PlayStation TV. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's never going to come over. I Like I said before in previous episodes, I've I imported mine. If you want the big 64 gig memory card for your Vita, just import it. It works perfectly fine. Um, Mortal Kombat 10 is just more over the top than ever. Um, I just want to pull out the last version of Mortal Kombat that I have on my PS3 and start playing it again until this one comes out because this one just looks so fucking wicked sick. Um, just the things that they were showing, some of the fatalities, a couple of new characters that they showed um, were just looking quite amazing. And and it's, it's Mortal Kombat X, not Mortal Kombat 10, even though X means a 10. Um, but... Uh, it's Mortal Kombat X, so can't wait for that one. Um, one of the things they jumped to next, which kind of put a whole... I don't want to say put a damper on the whole um, conference or the, the press conference, but they started talking about some of the different things that they're going to be producing, and one of the things was uh, Powers. It's, it seemed like some comic that they're going to be putting out with. Um, PlayStation Plus members are going to get access to this. Um, I don't know. It looks interesting. Well, will until it comes out, I'm not going to pass judgment on it. So, um, Some of the other games that they talked about um, over at the Sony one was The Last of Us Remastered, Metal Gear Solid 5, GTA 5 is coming to the PS4, 
I always knew that was going to happen. It's one of the reasons why I didn't play it on the PS3, because I would prefer to play it on the next-gen console, because, of course, the graphics are going to look better, and the game's... I guess the game's going to have some destructible... I don't know if it's going to have destructible environments or if the cars are going to show more damage or what, but um, it, it sounds like there's going to be things added into the PC and the next-gen console version, so that should be pretty cool. Um, Batman Arkham Knight, they showed, looks incredible, completely amazing. Um, and just from the graphics, I can see why this thing's delayed. It just looks like it's going to be completely crazy. Although, if we want to start a little conspiracy theory, um, they could be delaying the game because of the Middle-Earth game as well. So we'll have to wait and see about that one. And then Sony ended the conference with, of course, Uncharted 4. Um, a CGI video that just looked completely amazing. I, I mean, the graphics for that video were just... You could definitely... It, it looked like a movie. I, I was really impressed with that. Um, I played a little bit of the Uncharted series. I've never really gotten into the game or, or played through all of them. Um, but just that CGI trailer just looked amazing, and I'm sure everybody that's into that game got them really stoked. So, um, Sony had a pretty good press conference. I, w I would have to say Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo all had great press conferences. I can't say one, one over the other this year, um, because there was just so much stuff that they're all doing. Nintendo did their press conference a little different this year. It wasn't really live on stage like the Sony and Microsoft were. It was pre-recorded, um, and they kind of just showed it, and then they had this treehouse thing where they were showing different things. It was an interesting concept. At one time, I heard they were like um, the top Twitch stream, and um, during the E3 week, they were just showing so much stuff, and so many people were watching that. Um, it, it sounded like people were watching more of the Nintendo um, Treehouse thing that they had going on than people were actually watching of the Twitch E3 recaps and stuff. So um, it, Nintendo still has a huge following, so don't count them out. Um, one of the things they opened up with, which just made me laugh, was the Reggie fils uh, just the whole robot chicken thing where they were doing the fighting concept was just great. I, I, I'm, I like robot chicken. I thought that stuff was completely crazy. Um, it didn't have much to do with about gaming, um, but I just thought it was really something funny to, that they did. Um, so it was, if you get a chance, go try to find, watch some of the Nintendo press conference and just keep an eye out for some of the different, um, skits that they kind of had put together. Um, you definitely couldn't do something live on stage like that, but since they basically had that pre-recorded, they could get away with this shit. And it was, it was definitely funny. I, I really enjoyed that. So some of the games that they talked about, um, Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS and the Wii U. This looks pretty good, and one of the things they also announced for this are Amiibos. Uh, basically, this is Nintendo Skylander or Disney Infinity Clone. Um, I'm sure Nintendo fans are going to jump on this and just eat this shit up. Um, but considering Disney Infinity is already on their version 2.0, you know next year... They're, they're going to be doing Star Wars with the release of the Star Wars movie. That's a no-fucking-brainer. Um, I just wonder, with some of these games and some of these in, in the Amiibos, is Nintendo coming into this stuff too late? Um, I, we're going to have to wait and see. I, I have no idea. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, but I know diehard Nintendo fans are going to eat these things up. They are adding in... I guess you could say a little bit of different functionality to them and some different mechanics uh, with with their figures, unlike the Skylanders and the Disney Infinity stuff. It seems like these figures are going to be be able to be played 
or utilized across multiple games. Um, the first one being Super Smash Brothers, um, but it also sounds like you're going to be use be able to use them with. Um, I think they said Mario Party 10, um, the latest. Um, Mario Kart, which I think is Mario Kart 8, and there were several other games that they listed, which is a pretty interesting concept. If you can take um, one figure and actually level it up in multiple games and then use it, and as it gets stronger, it does different things um, and has different mechanics in each of the games. I think that's pretty interesting. That is a great approach that they could take um, to that. So um, it's glad to see that while they are copying some things with the figures, they're not they kind of went down a different avenue and a different route by by doing the multiple game functionality piece to it. So we're going to have to wait and see how that works out. But that, that should be pretty interesting. Plus, I'm interested to see how much they actually cost. And my guess is they'll probably be completely in line with um, the Skylander and Disney Infinity figures as well. So um, one of the next games Nintendo announced was Yoshi's Woolly World, um, which looked different. Um, you're playing with a bunch of yarn and stuff. Uh, it looked okay. Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker looked a little more interesting to me. Looked kind of funner, um, or more fun, I guess I should say. Uh, the Legend of Zelda they showed next. Uh, graphics looked amazing for the Legend of Zelda. Uh, I, I know all the Nintendo fans are probably rabid over this one and just drooling for this, especially since it sounds like it's going to be a little more open world and not as linear as the. Um, some of the past, some of the previous Zeldas have been, and they're going back to to the roots where you can pretty much almost do um, whatever you want, whenever you want within the game, um, as long as you're powerful enough to, uh, which sounds really interesting. So um, I have a buddy who just picked up a Wii U for his son, so I know he played the Zelda on the Wii. Uh, I know he'll be playing this Legend of Zelda on the Wii U as well. Um, then they jumped over to Bayonetta 2, which kind of caught me off guard. Um, I remember the original Bayonetta was across all the consoles. I didn't know it was popular enough to have a number 2 come out. Um, but it looks pretty good for being a Nintendo game. Um, then we jumped over to Hyrule Warriors. Which, I, I don't know if there's going to be much of a call for this in the States. Uh, this may be big over in Japan, Basically, it's almost like a Dynasty Warrior clone, or a Dynasty Warrior ripoff, I hate to say. Um, it looks interesting, but um, I played some of the Dynasty Warrior games um, over the years. They're okay button mashers, if you like that type of thing. Um, I, I mean, I, I enjoy them for a little bit, but it's not something I could sit down and play for like a week straight. Um, it's... It, it's something I can play for a couple hours and then be like, okay, I've had my fill for this for a little while. We'll come back to this later. Um, but we'll have to wait and see how that one comes out. Uh, I mean, you know, I'd, I, I, ha I have a feeling that those games are a little more popular in Japan. I have a feeling this game will be as well. It'll be interesting to see how well it's received here in the States and the U.S. Um, and outside of Japan. Um, one of the other games is a new Kirby game. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, I believe it was called. Um, and just from some of the stuff that they were drawing on the touch screen for this, it kind of reminded me of a bunch of mobile games that are out there where you're basically drawing on the screen, um, and just, you know, navigating your character through the, through the levels. And this, this game really didn't impress me any, I hate to say, um, the next game that I'm going to mention looks very intriguing and that's Mario Maker. Um, I, I, I don't want to 
I don't want to say this kind of reminded me of Little Big Planet, but I guess it kind of does in that it's basically you're able to just make different levels with Mario. So I guess the big question is going to be how big are the levels going to be and how how much are they going to let you I mean, let you do? I mean, are you going to be able to go back and create you know the complete level one one from you know Mario Brothers or you know Super Mario Brothers or what? What are, what are they all going to give you? It, it it seems like they have different um, different screens and different graphics for the different versions of of Super Mario Brothers. Um, so you're going to be able to go back to like the old NES style and then the stuff that you saw in like the Super Nintendo. Um, so they have different palettes and stuff that you'll be able to utilize. Um, and I, I guess it's just going to come down to the size of what you can build and how and the depth you're going to be able to go, whether you can actually recreate some of these original games, which I'm sure is what everybody pretty much wants to do. Everybody's just going to want to try to go through and recreate those and then play through those games, even though most of the Nintendo people and fans probably have those games on their system or on another system um, readily at their fingertips. But being able to create this stuff looks kind of interesting. And the different palettes, like I said, that they had... um, look pretty cool as well so i have a feeling this game will be will be popular um especially amongst the creative community out there and being able to play different people's levels and stuff like that could get to be really interesting so one of the last games i saw um that nintendo had on their press release or video show or whatever the hell you want to call it that they did um was a game called splatoon it's a multiplayer game and this game actually looks really cool, and it's just a, just a great, interesting concept. Um, you basically play as a character that can run around and just spray paint, almost like paint guns everywhere, and you can turn into like um, like a fish that can go into, like an octopus that can go into the paint of your color and swim, and you'll, you can swim much faster than you can run. If you're going through your opponent's colored ink, it will actually slow you down. And basically, you're just trying to splatter paint all over the level, and at the end of the, at the, end of the, at the end of time, the time limit, um, whoever has the most paint and whoever controls the most of the screen with their paint um, wins the match. Um, so, so it's, it, it, I don't even want to know what this one's like. Um, but it's just something completely off the wall, completely out of left field from Nintendo. Um, a great, great new interesting concept, a new IP, um, which just looked really, really cool. Um, out of all the games, I would probably say that my two favorite probably would be the Mario Maker and Splatoon. Splatoon, I just sat there and was just really amazed that they came up with that concept. And um, I have a feeling that it's such a cool concept that people are definitely going to be um ripping that idea off because that it's it's the gameplay of that one just looks so fun um especially if you can get like a four on four or five on five match against different people um that that should be pretty cool so that's about it for um the e3 recap i'm going to touch on a couple of quick stories then get get into what i played this week um so a couple of new stories um right after e3 ended Layoffs hit um, game trailers per a Polygon article. Uh, I guess Friday, there were about half to two-thirds of the full-time staff were let go from game trailers. Really good website. Really shocking to hear that right after E3 um, and putting their people through a week of probably hell work, that they're basically laying everybody off. Um, Hopefully everybody there can find jobs. 
um, and move on to something else. Um, that sounds like quite a few people. I'm not too sure how big um, the game trailer staff was, but half to two-thirds of your staff being let go at one time, that's that's quite a bit. Um, so we'll have to just wait and see what comes out of that. One of the other things that I found um, on a Polygon article was a game called D4. And I don't remember seeing this during any of the the talks, but the game kind of just sounds cool. It appears to be an Xbox One exclusive. Uh, it appears to use Kinect, which should be pretty interesting. And the whole concept just kind of appears off the wall where you're really using the Kinect to interact with the game in different ways that... I'm not really too sure if I've really seen before or even heard before, um, especially with Connect not even being bundled with um, the Xbox One anymore. I'm interested to see how many more of these games like this are going to be coming out um, here, uh, or if people are going to. Some of the developers are probably going to maybe stop leaning towards making a game like this. So if you get a chance, check check out D4. Um, it's I believe it's from the people who did Deadly Premonition, if I remember correctly. Um, not 100% sure about that one. I'll have to look that one up. But it, it sounded like a cool concept, and it just looked interesting, and I just wanted to throw that out there because it was one of the... It was a, a side game I really hadn't seen um, really discussed in any of the conferences. So that's it for the news stories. We are wrapping up the news stories. On to what I played this week. Of course, I played some Watch Dogs. I'm still working my way through that one. Have not given up on it. Um, I've gone back played a little Hearthstone. Um, still losing to the computer quite a bit. Really haven't started playing against um, some real opponents. I'm trying to get some friends to play that so I can maybe play against them and not feel so bad when I lose um, until I get my decks kind of tweaked out a little bit better. Picked up my Vita over the weekend, started screwing around with a little Hotline Miami, and sat there one night and played that for several hours, um, and it kind of just really makes me want Hotline Miami too now. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see for that one. And then there was a game I picked up on Steam maybe about a month ago, and I just hadn't had a chance to play it. And over the weekend I started playing it, and it's a little roguelike type game called Desktop Dungeons. Um, at times it can be extremely difficult. And I have a cat over here um, looking at my sheet here. Um, Desktop Dungeons... The funny thing is, if the game crashes for you right off the bat... I was able to play it through the browser. It appears that the latest NVIDIA drivers are making the game crash from what I found out and after searching for the forums through about 20 minutes of looking through Steam forums and the developer forums on the game. Uh, the game is built in Unity, so you can play it right through, the, right through a browser, go in right to their website. I was able to create an account on their site, just link it to my Steam account real quick and play. So that wasn't a problem. It was kind of a bummer that I'm actually not able to play it from within Steam, so I can unlock some of the Steam cards that are available, I believe, within the game. Um, but I was kind of sucked into this game. And it's, and it's rather interesting. They start off basically teaching you how to play. Um, it's a roguelike, so basically you're playing on a grid... Um, and you can use the mouse or I think WASD, I think to move around, or maybe the arrow keys is what I was moving, moving around with. Um, but you can just use the key, the mouse to just click on the square to move around. It's kind of like a role-playing game in that you're basically going through a dungeon and you're just trying to basically defeat the boss mob of the dungeon. So as you're going through the dungeon, you try to go around the board, fight the lower level mobs first, 
build yourself up in levels and then when you get when you find the boss you can work your way around the boss and come back and revisit him at a later time once you're a little stronger you'll pick up different spells that you can use um i've unlocked uh, you start off with the human class i've unlocked the elf class um there's different or races i guess you could say human and elf class is what i have unlocked then you have classes you have your normal fighter priest magic user and thief are the ones I have unlocked so far. So I'm not I'm not real far into the game. Um, I've unlocked the puzzle section of the game and have gone through and finished up the tutorial puzzles as well as the whole first section puzzles, um, a block of puzzle that they that they give you. Um, you also have a town that you're expanding and building upon after you defeat a particular dungeon. So you're getting gold um, when you defeat a dungeon which you can then take back to your city and build different um, buildings. So you can build um, like a thief, uh, like a thief guild. So you're you can have access to the thieves. So you really only start off with a fighter at first, and each dungeon you go through, you can then go back to town and build, you know, a house for the a guild for the thieves for the for the mages for the priests. So you can play as play as those characters and unlock them. Um, you can also build up um, a blacksmith will come to your town, so you can do that. You can also build up your town, it seems, to give yourself um, some different things. One of the last quests I had to do was go down into two different dungeons and defeat the boss mobs, which would then give me a banker so that I can um, so, I, so that I can hold more gold within my city. Um, it's a pretty cool little game. Um, I picked it up on sale during one of the last Steam sales, just kind of like an, on a whim. I can't remember what other game I bought it with. Oh, I think I bought it with The Binding of Isaac, um, is what I had picked it up with. And I'm kind of glad I did pick it up. Um, a little bummed, like I said, that the game was kind of blowing up with the latest NVIDIA drivers. Um, but, you know, sometimes that happens. Hopefully the next drivers will fix that. I'm still able to play it right through the browser, though, so I was able to kind of get addicted to this little thing. And it was, it's kind of just a game I could see hopping into, playing a little bit um, here and there, and then, you know, coming back to, to it whenever. So um, definitely something I would kind of recommend to, to go check out and play. Um, and that's pretty much about all I can think of that I was playing um, this week. Um, what I want to play now, I don't know, mention any of the damn things I said from E3. Um, No Man's Sky is something that I definitely want to play now. The Order 1886, um, and Bloodborne, I guess, would be the three biggest things that I would like to play. Um, after seeing Witcher 3 and some of, and some of the mechanics and that and some of the combat from the from the way that looked and the graphics um like i said i'll definitely be picking that one up on the pc i don't know i, I don't think i want to play that one on the console um they're known for making their games on pcs um i think their games are made for pcs um if you can even say that nowadays um but i think that's something that i'd rather prefer to play on the pc because it kind of just just looks like a a nice big old rpg that just kind of would go great with the keyboard and mouse so I think that's about it. Um, I've been chatting for quite a while. I think we're going to call the show. Um, you can find us on the website, whatimplayingnow.com. Send us some emails. Um, let me know if there's anything you'd like to see. Um, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. Um, we have a Google Plus page, plus.google.com, the slash symbol then the plus sign what i'm playing now podcast and then check out our twitch channel twitch.tv slash what i'm playing now um 
this Wednesday, if I can find a little bit of time, I'm going to try to go back to doing a return to old game Wednesday. Um, one of the things I picked up over the weekend off of good old games of sale, um, I picked up all the Ultima games. Um, and I'm thinking about maybe on Wednesdays going back and starting with Ultima 1 and just starting to play around with them. Um, I've played some of the Ultima games over the years on and off. Um, I mean, I think I started playing the original Ultima back on the, I think on my Commodore 64. I don't think I've ever finished any of them. So I think maybe we're going to try to do a Wednesday stream and get back and we're going to try to start Ultima with Ultima 1 and just start playing through some of the games and see how that goes. Um, I, I tested out Ultima 1 the other day. It seems to run fine on the PC. It just plays through DOSBox. It was really nice and easy to get it all up and running and play um, through good old games. It was nice, easy to download it and install. So um, I'm going to shoot for that on Wednesday. And hopefully I can have a green screen behind me here soon. My wife's been promising me that she's going to get this done for me. And I'm going to have to fire her soon because it's not done yet. But we're, hopefully she's not watching this or doesn't listen to this. So um, that's about it. Everybody have a great week. Go play some games. Let us know what you're playing now, um, and we'll catch you next week. Have a good week, everybody.